Welcome. This is the Real Estate Investing Mastery Podcast. Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm Joe McCall, and I'm with a good friend of mine, Larry Goins. Larry Goins from Charlotte, North Carolina. How are you, Larry? I'm doing awesome. What's up? How you been? Doing really good. Really good. Guys, this is a special edition of the Real Estate Investing Mastery Podcast, where I'm interviewing one of my original mentors who got me started in the business way, way back. Well, I don't know, Larry, in the last century, some sometime back in the 1900s. <laughs> it's been a long time, man, a long time. I remember hearing you talk about, no, it was probably 2005 or 2006 that I first heard about you. And uh, you were teaching about the real estate day trading, right? Before uh, everybody else was doing it, you were doing it. And uh, Larry has been in the business for a long, long time. And we've become friends since then. And uh, I remember uh, Larry devouring your books and your courses. And I loved, I always loved the really simple down-to-earth style that you taught from. And it was always so refreshing and helpful. And um, so I'm glad to have you here, and I'm glad that uh, we're now friends. I appreciate it, man. Yeah, we've been friends a long time now, and we're in a couple different masterminds together, so we yeah. get to see each other on a pretty regular basis. So that's really cool. That's awesome. All right. So um, one of the things that, I mean, you've been doing deals a long, long time, and I'm going to ask you some questions here in a little bit, and we're going to talk about some of the deals that you, 35 years? 35 years. Wow. Awesome. So we're going to talk to you a little bit about how you got started. Um, we created a little course that we are relaunching. We created this course a couple of years ago, and we're going to be reopening the doors to it. It's called Small Town Profits. And uh, this we're doing a webinar this week. And if you're listening right. to this later or if you're watching this later, you can still register at, for the webinar at smalltownprofits.com. Uh, it may not be live. It may be a replay. But we're reopening up the doors for small town profits. And this is so important right now for anybody listening to us who is wanting to do more deals because it's never been harder to find deals right now, especially in the big markets, especially in the competitive markets, right? I mean, we have friends and students that are spending thousands and thousands of dollars in marketing to do one deal. Tens of thousands. Tens of thousands. Now they're making big (laughs) profits, but it's just. It's just crazy. Most people don't have that kind of money to spend on marketing. Right. But a few years ago, uh, I was talking to Larry, and he's killing it in a market where there's a ton of competition. A lot of hedge funds are still there, are still there, buying a ton of deals. And Larry was like, "I'm tired of the frustration." So he started going outside of Charlotte into the small towns. In the end, uh, so. I said, hey, this is amazing. I was at his office looking at what he was doing. I think this is so cool. Can you help us do the same thing? And so that's why we created Small Town Profits. So before I just dive in right now, I want to invite you guys to go to, right now, go to smalltownprofits.com and register for the webinar that's coming up here. And if you're watching this after we've already done it, that's fine. You can still go to smalltownprofits.com because we're going to be diving into a lot more details there on how we're actually doing this in the small towns and how literally, guys, we're getting three times the leads for a third of the cost by focusing in on small towns, doing just as big of deals, making more money, 
by going outside of the competitive markets into the small towns. So good. All right. Larry, 35 years ago, that was the 90s, it sounds like, right? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> so uh, how did you get started doing deals back then? Man, you know what? I remember going to a Tom Vu seminar. Remember Tom, Tom Vu? Vu? <laughs> That's okay. how I got started. I went to I went to the preview, then I went to the three day, and uh, of course I didn't sign up for coaching then. I was I, mean, I was pretty young, but uh, I started doing that, and then I got to thinking, well, if I get my license, you know, so I got my license for a little while, but I never bought or sold property for somebody else as a listing agent or as a buyer's agent. I just ended up buying stuff for myself. So that's kind of how I got started. And as technology came about and I started learning about internet marketing, I'm like, wow, why can't you use this internet marketing for real estate? So I remember when autoresponders were the new thing. I was yeah. doing autoresponder follow-up. I remember when tabbed browsing was, was a thing, you know? I'm like, you can look at multiple websites at one time? Wow! You know? I remember that, yeah. <laughs> wow. It's crazy, man. I love it. And I've always tried to be, like you, Joe, on the cutting edge of using something in a different way. You know, they call it a mashup a lot of times. You know, you take this, you take this, you combine it. So I've always tried to do that with real estate, and I've tried to be on the cutting edge of what's happening. And... I, I I I I vaguely remember, but I believe that you had to twist my arm for us to share what I'm doing here because yeah. <laughs> a market, a down market, whatever it is, a hot market, a cold market, a buyer's market, a seller's market, I don't have to worry about where's my next deal coming from. I mean, it just blows me away. And I'll share not only today on the podcast, but I will share some of the deals we're doing. And and, and on the webinar, I'm going to go through my whole pipeline and show you guys specific deals, how we got it, what we paid for, what we're selling it for, what kind of deal it is, and that sort of thing. So you can see, I mean... It literally, it's it's recession proof, and it's something the way we do it. You can do it right from home, you know, full time, part time, or spare time. It doesn't really matter. You don't even have to leave. I mean, I'm I'm standing here in my office, and I just I'm I'm on the phone all the time. I'm playing guitar while I'm on the phone. Guitar. You know, I've got it on a stand, you know, and I'm just talking to people and having fun and making money. I love it. I enjoy it. That is awesome. All right, so Larry, let's we're we're talking specifically about wholesaling here mainly, right? Buying a property. Well, the cool chat. thing, the cool thing, Joe, is in small town profits, you can do with the property the exit. It's just an exit strategy, right? But the whole key is that everybody's having trouble with is finding deals. Where do I get deals? Somebody stole my deal. I can't get a deal. You know, they've got a stack of postcards on their kitchen table this high from everybody else. You know, so your exit strategy can be anything. It could be wholesaling, retailing, fix and flip, wholetailing. We do some of that as well. It could be seller finance. It could be leases, whatever. You know, it doesn't really matter. But but I focus primarily on wholesaling. That's what I do. I like to buy, sell, buy, sell, buy, sell, buy, sell. Nice. All right. So let's talk about how you got into small town profits. You know, how many years ago you were cruising along, doing a lot of deals in Charlotte, 
where you are, but things started getting a little tough. Talk about that. Yeah, I, I remember, you remember whenever market crashed in 07, 08, somewhere around there, nine, and then it was down. And, and I even wrote a book called uh, HUD Homes Half Off, How to Buy HUD Houses for Pennies on the Dollar. Well, after about you know, 2015, 16, somewhere around there, you couldn't find a HUD house anywhere. I used to get a lot of my deals off HUD houses, and we were set up in multiple states, but now there are no HUD houses. There, there there's might be two in North Carolina and maybe two or three in South Carolina, right? But there's not many HUD houses. There's not many foreclosures, and everybody's chasing the same deal. See, I'm in the Charlotte MSA. That's Metropolitan Statistical Area, which is Charlotte and, like, the county right next to it. So what I started doing is I started going out of county, then I started going out another county, and, and now we're in about, I don't know, 10 to 12 different counties, but we're out two or three counties out of the Charlotte MSA, Metropolitan Statistical Area, and and you know what, Joe, when, when you're in Charlotte or in your MSA, you know, you might call somebody up, oh, you're the fifth person, person that's called me today, or I got three texts already today. You know, everybody's doing SMS marketing now, right? So, or, you know, you send them a postcard, you're like, yeah, I got four postcards here. I just thought I'd call everybody back and what's your highest offer? Man, I got so sick of that, Joe. I got so yeah. sick of it. So when I started moving out, it's like, you know, hey, I was calling about your house. Well, hey, how you doing? What's going on? Yeah. You know, so yeah, so you're interested in my house? Yeah, tell me about it. You know, so it's just the good old boy mentality. You yeah. get people that, you know, you, all you got to do is get them to like you and trust you and build some rapport with them. And man, the rest is easy. All you got to do is come up with a number, right? That's all you got to do is come up with a number. And I mean, we get... We get people that, I mean, we got a prayer board over here. We pray over people. And if they're going through something, maybe lost a job or, you know, they're, they're, they're interested because they, you know, they maybe they, the spouse, you know, just passed away or something, whatever it is, um, you know, we'll put them on a prayer board and pay for them. They pray for them. They really appreciate that. And it's just really good conversations. It's not like, it's not like you got to get on the phone, Joe, and sell somebody just to listen to you, right? Yeah. It's a totally different atmosphere. And yeah. you know, the key, the key, and the reason this is so important is because so many, if you're listening to this or watching this podcast right now, if you're brand new, you may not be comfortable or confident on the phone. You don't have to be in small town. Yeah. You just be yourself, right, Joe? Oh man, that's so good. Yeah. You know, I remember, you know, back when the market crashed, I was doing a lot of direct mail. I was getting used to two, three percent response rates, which is pretty good for postcard. That and is then, good. In 2013 to 2015, that time frame, man, all of these hedge funds, all this money started coming back in. We were lucky to get one percent response rate, then half of one percent right. response rates. Right. And um, so when I started looking at what you're doing with going into smaller towns, you know, the hedge funds aren't buying in small towns, right? The other investors aren't interested in small towns right now. But I know somebody's going to be saying, Larry, but they're small towns for a reason. Like nobody wants to live there. <laughs> That's what they're thinking. <laughs> I love it. You just keep thinking that. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So talk about that. Answer that. Somebody's going to say, 
Well, why? Who would wants who wants to live in small towns? Joe, <laughs> I love that. So let me answer that question with a question. Okay, yeah. how many buyers do you need for each house? One. And you only need one. Joe, just this morning, okay, just this morning, we have a house. It's over in, Mor- in Morganton, North Carolina, okay? You guys can Google that and see where Morganton is. It's like an hour and a half away from my office, okay? So my office is in Wiley, South Carolina. So this house is over in Morganton. Check this out, Joe. It's three acres. It's a double-wide mobile home and three storage buildings, and one of them was a canning room canning room hmm. and then there's old home place that was a block house with dirt floors and i went in there i went in there over the weekend this is going to blow you away i went in there over the weekend and i'm going back to get this but um it's got it's got an old wood stove an old wow. wood stove sitting wow. in that old building in the back that used to be their original residence, right? This okay. is like a homestead. It's three acres. There's apple trees, pear trees, peach trees. There's three rows of grapevines. And, oh, you know what else is in that yard? You got to check this out. <laughs> you won't believe this. And the grandson who's selling me the house, the grandson who was selling me the house, he said, you know, my grandparents used to have 38 peacocks over there, and there's still a couple of them left. Peacocks. Peacocks. That thing's like six feet long. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? Right, so do you go to all of these? Do you go see all of these houses that you do in small towns? You know, I don't. I don't. But the reason I went there is... The reason I went there is because my wife loves to can, okay? She I tell her she's she's like a Proverbs 31 wife and she she should have been born in the early 1900s cuz she loves to grow vegetables, fruits and can. And because this house had a canning house, Candace told me that there's all kind of jars over there. So I went over there and we filled up two big you know, 55 gallon drums full of jars, oh, <laughs> you know, because you can't find the jars right now. Everybody, you know, you can't find them online. You know, they're, they're so hard to find. So we went over there and found that. And she found a couple of old cast iron, like a cast iron kettle and a cast iron frying pan. She loves that kind of stuff as well. So I thought, well, while I'm here, I'm just going to walk around and look at everything, you know? Nice. So she even dug up some of the flowers in the yard, you know? But but this this property here, the reason I brought this whole thing up was you're talking about, you, you know, is it hard to find buyers? So we bought this property, three acres. It's got a double-wide mobile home on it. Now, it needs some work. It needs a lot of work, okay? But it's also got a, a wired a, a workshop. It's got the old home place in behind it. Three acres with all fruit trees and everything and pecan trees. There's two or three huge pecan trees. We had a guy show up here this morning before I even got here. Teresa, our accounting manager, Candace's mom, she said a guy showed up at the front door wanting to buy this house. Now, remember, that house is an hour and a half from our office. He showed up here wanting to, who can I pay? I want to make sure I get this house. I don't want anybody else to get this house, Wow! right? And and we're just wholesaling the house, right? So it blows me away. It blows me away. The people who, I mean, our houses usually sell 
within probably the first week or two of us putting them out. And and here's the other cool thing about small town is you would think if you're in the MSA and you're going out two or three counties, you're going an hour and a half this way, an hour and a half this way, an hour and a half this way, an hour and a half. You've got to have, you know, boots on the ground and a buyer's list all around. No, most of the people who buy houses from us, they're not even on our buyer's list, right? One of the things we're going to talk about on the webinar at smalltownprofits.com, you can go there and register, is we're going to tell you how to market for these buyers, not only for the properties, but for the buyers, because the key is being able to sell them very, very quick, right? So that's that's the easy part. The easy part is selling them. Yeah, that's so true. And you talk about this a lot too. There's a lot of mattress money in these small towns, right? And there's a lot of- Joe, I gotta tell you a story. We literally had somebody show up at our office. This has been probably six months ago. They showed up at our office to sign the contract, okay? The contract, not the closing, but the contract. And I can't remember how much we were selling for. It wasn't much, like 20, 25,000. They showed up with all cash for the whole purchase. The whole purchase, all cash. We had to tell them, look, I'm sorry, we can't take all that money. We can't take that money. You need to go put it in the bank and then wire the money to the attorney's office. The attorneys won't even take cash anymore, yeah, right? right. So, so we had to tell them what to do and how to do it. But they showed up at our office with $100 bills, counting wow. them out. Like, whoa, 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 hold on here, <laughs> right? For the whole purchase, just to sign the contract. That's right? crazy. So there is a, there's a lot of mattress money out there, but you're selling most of these deals. Well, first of all, let's rewind a little bit. I want to ask you this deal you, you were just talking about with the canning room. Uh, how right. many, uh, how did you find that deal? Um, that deal was, that deal was either, it was either direct mail postcards or, it was TV. I can't remember. We do some TV as well. Um, cool thing about TV is you wouldn't believe how inexpensive it is, especially if you do network TV. You don't want to do cable TV. You want to do network TV. And when you do network TV, the vast majority of your calls are going to be from small town USA. People watching ABC, NBC, CBS, and Fox, they're out. I mean, we've had calls as far away as three or four hours from us wanting to wow. sell us a property from TV. And nobody else wants the TV, I mean, the network ads. I mean, there's not as, they're not as popular, right? Right. Exactly. And that way, you don't have to spend as much money. And the cool thing about TV is it's very it's inexpensive to get started, right? Just go out there and look at some of the other TV ads on YouTube. Just Google you know, real estate, wholesale, TV ad samples, right? And a bunch of them will pop up and create your own little 30-second script. It's pretty simple. It's pretty simple. You want to see something funny, too? Go to YouTube and do a search for uh, funny small-town TV ads, commercials. Funny small-town TV commercials. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Yeah. That's awesome. You'll find compilations. just, Just by virtue of the fact that that's out there should tell you small towns are easier to do business in, right? All right. So let's. How do you how do you find most of your deals then, for, in terms of marketing for seller leads? How do you find most of your deals? 
most of them are most most of ours are direct mail. Okay, nice. we mail out a lot of just to give you guys an idea. Okay, we probably do about five to ten deals a month. We average about eighteen thousand dollar profit per deal. Although we have one closing this week that we we bought for one hundred seven, and we sold it for one eighty five. Okay, nice. so and, and we didn't touch it, didn't clean it out, we didn't do anything. Okay, nothing. So. Uh, so we average about $18,000 per deal, right? And, uh, and we do direct mail. We mail out, I think last month I mailed out 70,000 postcards. And the month, I'm, I'm, I just created a new mailing that's going out this Friday. It's only 40,000, but it's over five weeks. So, and I say 70,000, but I think I spread that over about yeah. six to seven weeks. That was okay. my first mailing of the year, right? And then we do some TV. And, you know, there's cold calling, there's SMS, there's RVM, ringless voicemail, you know, and then sending out text broadcasting using some of the various services. But really, you could do anything. You can radio, and you won't believe you could do radio so cheap. You could probably spend a couple hundred dollars and do radio in two or three small towns, right? Radio is so cheap. I mean, some of these spots are like, you know, 50 cents, a dollar and a half for a spot, you know? It's amazing how cheap some of this stuff is in small town USA. But the key is you want to be in probably two or three different counties, right? Yeah. If you want to do two or three deals a month, be in two or three different counties, right? And and if you're going to start out, if you're here in the MSA, start and do two or three counties over here. Don't one county here, one county here, one county here, Right. Start yeah, okay. kind of on the same side. So, you know, there's so many different ways to market. Facebook is great. You can market on Facebook. But I got to tell you, Joe, probably a third of the people we work with don't even have an email address. Don't yeah. even have an email address. Wow. Yeah. All right. So um, people are thinking boots on the ground. How do, you, how do you go look at these properties? Do you have to have somebody to go look at them? What do you do with that? That's awesome. That's a great question. There's so many different things you can do. You can pull up Facebook groups. You can pull up meetup groups, right? You can hire a realtor. You can hire a property manager. You can have a contractor go out and give you an estimate. Contractors give free estimates, right? You can have them go out and take a look at it. You can hire somebody. I've heard of people hiring an Uber driver and get them to go take some pictures. There's also services like wegolook.com and BPO PhotoFlow. Those are a couple of other services that specifically do photos. They don't go out and take pictures of anything anywhere. We go look with. Nice. All right. So of all the deals you're doing, Larry, what percent of them are coming from small towns right now? All of them. <laughs> I, I'm in the Charlotte MSA. Yeah. I am in the Charlotte Metropolitan Statistical Area. I, I could tell you it's been the last house I bought in Charlotte was probably seven or eight years ago. Okay. And that was the last one I bought in Charlotte. I, I don't buy anything. I mean, we even quit. Uh, Gaston County is right next to Mecklenburg, which is Charlotte. We don't even market in Gaston County anymore. We don't even market in uh, uh, Concord, Kadapolis. What county is that? I, I don't even know because it's we don't we don't even use that. Uh, Cabarrus County, Cabarrus County. We don't even market in that county because it's too close to Charlotte, right? Other people, they're scared. They're scared to go out. 
you know, am I going to find a buyer? How, you know, how are we going to market this property? All that. Yeah. And that's the easy part. That's the easy part. <laughs> I love it. And um, I really like your strategy of how you use realtors. And will you talk about that a little bit? There, there's a lot of hungry realtors in these small towns. And uh, they can help you look at the property, inspect the property, find buyers. Talk a little bit about how you use realtors. There's no question about that. You can always have a realtor go by and take a look at a property and say, can you tell me what you can sell this house for me for, right? Well, you don't say, could you go give me a, uh, a CMA, comparative market analysis? You don't do that. Banks ask realtors to go give them a CMA, and then the realtor is going to charge the bank for the CMA, right? Yeah. What we do is we say, could you give us an idea as to what you could sell the house for, right? Not what we could sell it for, but what could you sell it for, right? Yeah. Then they go out and take a look at it, look at the condition. And part of doing that, that's basically listing appointment, right? Part of doing that is doing the CMA. So they're going to pull comps and all that. Quite frankly, you don't need the realtors to do that. But realtors in small towns will go out and they will, they'll, they'll put photos or take photos of the property. They'll put a lockbox on the door for you. They'll put signs out for you if you need them to. They'll do just anything and everything. You can either pay them a percentage or you can pay them a flat fee, like 50 or 100 bucks to do that for you, right? Yeah, so it's negotiable. And absolutely. And, and here's another cool thing about it. The way we do it, we're going to go into more detail on the webinar, but I have a specific list criteria that I use so I don't have to deal with, you know, setting up showings and all that stuff, you know. Well, I'm not going to be home. I got to clean up the house. We don't deal with any of that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, you have a cool rule. Just talk about this real quick. There are some properties you won't buy out in these small towns. What, are, what is some of your simple criteria that you use to determine what you buy and don't buy? Well, here's, here's the thing. I like the cheaper houses. Like when I'm pulling my list, when I'm pulling a list, one of the criteria, and we're going to go over this more in detail uh, when we have time on the webinar, but one of my list criteria is under $100,000 value, okay? Now, I mentioned one a minute ago that was 107 and we sold it for 185 but it was actually a referral from somebody else. I had no control over that list, right? So it was just a referral from somebody. Uh, so anyway... Uh, like under a hundred thousand, we just to give you an idea of some of the things we do by Joe. We buy vacant lots, we buy land, we buy mobile homes with land and without wow. single wides, double wides. We buy small mobile home park, two unit, three units, five, ten units. Last year, I bought two self storage facilities, and I sold both of them. One of the self storage facilities. One of the self-storage facilities I bought with owner financing, I paid $30,000 down wow. and no payments, no payments for three years. And it was already about 70% rented, no payments for three years. <laughs> and I sold it with owner financing and $100,000 down. So my buyer put a hundred grand down. I gave 30 of it to the seller. And then the seller had a self-storage facility that had no payments to make for three years, right? The other one, now I'm going to show you a little bit of creativity here, okay? Yeah. The other one I paid, it was 64, 64 or 65 units. 
It was about 20% occupied. It was a contractor, a builder that had built it himself in the 90s and just didn't have time to deal with it. He didn't have any automation, nothing. Somebody would call him up and want to rent some space. He's like, I'm sorry, I just don't have time. You're going to have to go somewhere else, right? Because he was building houses. So he wanted 300000 I offered him 200 He came back at 250 and I said, no. He said, the reason I need two fifty, Larry, is I owe $250,000 on it. So I said, let me ask you a question. Who do you owe that to? He said, well, it's a private individual. It's a friend of the family's. He loaned me the money a while back personally, and then he took out a mortgage on this property for security. I said, well, let me ask you this question. Here's what I want you to do. Go to him and say, look, if I give you $200,000 cash, and you know I don't mean $100 bills, but if I give you $200,000, will you... Will you take the balance of 50 unsecured again? And he did it, and the guy said yes. So I bought it wow. for less than what he owed on it. And I was going to wholesale it for 250 In fact, we had a guy that was interested in it, the guy who bought the other one. And he said, he said, uh, yeah, Larry, I'll give you the 250 for it. He wasn't talking to me. He was talking to our disposition manager at the time. He said, yeah, I'll pay 250 for it. And and she came back to me. I said, whoa, we're not even marketing this thing yet. She said, I know, but I reached out to him. I said, no, we can get more than that. We're going to sell this for 300 So she went back to him and said, Larry said, we're selling it for 300 He said, no, no, I can't pay 300 She came to me and I said, you tell him this. If you don't pay me $300, we are going to keep it and we're going and we're going to turn it around. We're going to do the value add. We're going to lease it up and create technology and automation. And then we're going to sell it for 600 right? So he came back to her and he said, that's exactly what I plan to do. I'll pay you the 300 <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm, so we uh, sell two of them. We made $170,000 off of two transactions last year. That's amazing. I'm looking at one of my counties. That is close to me, like two counties outside of, of uh -huh. our area right now. It's a population. It's called Lincoln County. It's a population of 59,000. And I did just a quick search here in PropStream okay. for non-owner occupies, high equity. They've owned it for five years or more. $100,000 or less estimated value. I love it. Guys, you should be writing this down. You should be writing. We're going to go into more detail on oh, the right. webinar, but yeah. 1,227 properties. These are single nice. families or multifamilies, right? Absentee owner. It means the owner doesn't live there. If they've owned it for five years or more, I could do 10 years or more, and it, it drops it down to 1,100. And high equity. Did I say that? So these are most of these are free and clear, but I, I did high equity, which means there's at least 50% of equity or more. Right. And this is a small town, of a uh, small county, very small towns here, right? And there's 1,200. Now, this is what, excuse me, this is what gets me excited here. I'm looking at PropStream. Guess what? In this small county, there are 2,700 different cash buyers. PropStream is showing me right now 2,700 cash buyers in this little small county way out. Now, tell in them the how you got that so they know. Yeah. PropStream. I just clicked a few buttons. Yeah, but those are people who have bought properties yes. and paid cash, right? Yeah, yeah. 
Now, there, the, guys, you got to get this out of your head that there are very few deals in small towns and there's very few buyers. Because like exactly. Larry was saying, he sells a lot of his houses with signs. Signs work like crazy, right? Um, f- with, with realtors, putting them out on Facebook groups. There's a lot of opportunity. And uh, Larry, just real quick, and then we'll wrap it up here in a minute. On average, how long does it take you to sell one of your properties in one of your small towns? Uh, it's usually sold within, uh, within one to two weeks. Here's what we do. Here's a couple of cool little things that we do. Okay. We do on our website. Okay. We do a coming soon. So if somebody has inquired about a property, we add them to the buyer's list and I don't care where around in whatever 10 or 12 counties that we work in. If they've inquired about a property, we get their phone number, their email address, and we put them on our buyer's list. Okay. So we have a coming soon place on our website. And a lot of our houses are sold in the coming soon period before really? it's ever marketed to anybody else. Because we don't market a property to the general public until we know we have clear title. Okay? Because we don't want to get somebody all excited, the seller and the buyer, and then, oh, well, you got a judgment on this property, you know, an IRS lien or whatever. We don't want to do that, so we wait until we have clear title. But we do put it on coming soon. Coming soon. We also have a link on our website for all all the photos of the property. And whenever we get a property under contract, the next step we do is send somebody out. You can send WeGo Look or BPO Photo Flow. And they'll take like 100 pictures, every room, any repair areas, all mechanical items, all four sides of the house, in the outbuildings, street view both ways. We get all that. And we put a link to that on our website to the Google Drive. And in addition to that, we have a link on our website to fill out a contract and submit a contract. We've had contracts come through at four in the morning to sell properties. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that awesome? Yeah. Um, all right. So guys, listen, I'm looking at the slides here of this webinar that we're going to be doing. Um, we're going to be showing you how to make more money, do more deals in small towns. And again, why small towns? Because you're avoiding the competition and the stress of doing deals in large markets, right? right. And on this webinar, we're going to be talking about, let me open up the, the, um, we're going to be actually, this is one of the best things about these webinars. And I've done these with Larry before. Like he dives deep into the actual deals that he's working on. We're going to open up his CRM. You're going to go look and see if the deals are actually working on. And he's going to walk you through how he's getting these deals, how he's selling them. And so you're going to learn from actual real deals. All right. And but, um, by ahead, participating yeah. in the webinar, you verify and certify that you will not contact any of my current people because it's all live. It's all yeah. current deals that I have in my pipeline. So don't reach out, try to steal my deal. Which, by the way, we had a we had a buyer one time try to steal one of our deals. This was about a month ago, and mm-hmm. our seller. We have such good relationships with our sellers. We were buying it for sixty, right? We were buying it for sixty and sold it for ninety nine nine. A buyer that went out looked up the current owner, went to his house, knocked on the door, and said, hey, I'll give you 75 and close in three days. Well, number one, she can't close in three days because in small towns, you can't get a can't get a title search the yeah. next day, right? Yeah. It takes longer than three days to get a title search, right? About a week or so. But the other thing is our seller 
We had such a good relationship. He picked up the phone and called Candace and said, I just got so-and-so show up here, tried to get me to cancel my contract with you and sell it to them for 15000 more, right? And he didn't do it. Although because of all that, we ended up paying him 5000 more, sixty-five, right? Uh, but we still sold it for $99.9. And it I was would not have wanted to USA. Be, I would not have wanted to been a, be on the uh, – the other side of Candace's anger. <laughs> I listened to that call. I listened to that call, and oh, it was brutal for that person. She was backpedaling. Oh, she was backpedaling. <laughs> wow. All right. So listen, I'm looking at the slides here. These are the things we're going to be talking about on this webinar. Go right now to smalltownprofits.com. We're doing the webinar live on Thursday this week, and so the details will be in there. Even if you're listening to this later or watching this later, um, you'll see you get to you'll get to register for the replay there. But go to smalltownprofits.com right now to watch this webinar. Sam, uh, Larry and I are reopening up this webinar, but we're going to be talking about the advantages of small towns, the problems with some of the large markets, the why you want to look at small towns. We're going to talk about how to deal with small town sellers, how to talk to them. It's a different ballgame. It's a lot easier. How to close deals one time over the phone. How to do follow up. How to do deal, due diligence because that's really important how to renegotiate right. the deals if you have to, how to sell them fast. This is so easy. How to close on the deals, how to use virtual virtual assistants. We're going to actually dive deep into some actual deals that Larry is working on. Um, so right. it's going to be very, very powerful. And I'm excited about this webinar. It's I'm, I'm excited about opening this up again. Uh, our, our Facebook group, when we had it before, a lot of students in there doing deals, a lot of students saying, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm actually getting so many leads from this marketing that we're doing. You know, and the other cool thing about it too, Joe, is I mentioned all the different kind of properties we buy as well. But like, we just bought a single wide mobile home. It's livable. The lady literally, uh, her best friend, it was her only, uh, only, it wasn't even relative, but only people she had left, lived in Las Vegas, came and got her, picked her up out of the house, took her back to Las Vegas with her until she passed away. And now we bought it from that friend. But you walk in the house, there's still dishes in the sink, right? Not, nothing had changed. And this was a single mobile home on an acre of land at the end of a dead-end state-maintained road on about an acre, three huge storage buildings, so peaceful and quiet out there, level land, we paid $10,000 for this property. Wow. $10,000. And it's livable. It's livable. I mean, you had, have you sold it yet? We, we literally just got it. We literally just okay. got it. Yeah. We just and, got it. And, and so the other quick, thing too, go ahead. Are you, are you, are you doing any work to these homes? No. The only thing we ever do, I don't want to say we do no work. We do no work to the homes. The only thing we may do every once in a while is have somebody clean it out. And quite frankly, you can find somebody on Facebook and typically they'll clean it out for you almost free. You know, you might have to pay them a little bit just so they could keep the stuff, which brings up another point is we get all kind of cool stuff at these houses. I've I've had... I mean, I've had all kind of cool stuff, you know, generators, pressure washers, all kind of tools, appliances. I got my daughter a dishwasher a while back. I mean, there's just all kind of cool things that you could get at these houses that, you know, 
you just never know. We've seen guns left in houses. We bought a house in Rutherfordton, North Carolina. Uh, uh, this was last summer. This was a big house. And the lady who passed away, her daughter came up from Florida to sell it to us. It was full of stuff, right? There was safes in there. There was a coin collection, not coin collection, a stamp collection, a baseball card collection. We still have the stamp collection and the baseball card collection. Candace's husband, Matt, has the stamp or the uh, baseball card collection. The stamp collection is right in the other room in there, in our <laughs> server room where we keep cool. And just all kind of stuff. You know, furniture, tools, anything, you name it. So you get a lot of cool stuff in small towns. <laughs> nice. Well, I'm looking forward to the webinar. We're going to be doing it live this coming Thursday. But if you're listening to this later, you can still get the replay uh, or the encore of the webinar at smalltownprofits.com, smalltownprofits.com. Look forward to seeing you there. And thank you, Larry. Say hi to Candace for me when she's back in town. I sure will. It was great seeing you. Thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. And I look forward to that live webinar we're going to doing. It's, it's going to be awesome. I, I appreciate you, Larry. Thanks again, everybody. We'll see you guys Thanks later. A lot. 